This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. It's the pulse, ladies and gentlemen. This Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time. This week, Joita speaks to Alison Gurlach Pran, assistant, uh, assistant professor in the School of uh, Child and Youth Development at the University of Victoria. This is about a new study exploring the need for an ad- using an indigenous lens on autism diagnosis and service delivery models. That's the pulse Thursdays at 1:30 p.m. Eastern, 10:30 a.m. East, uh, sorry, Pacific time. It's on here on AMI Audio, of course. It's also available on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McNall, we are the hosts of the program. Welcome back. So we're adding a new segment on Kelly and Company. We've started these rotations, switched things up a little bit, keeping everybody on their toes. And on Mondays, this will now include a rotation uh, with orientation and mobility, which we're very, very excited to get into, actually. And Mark Rankin is an orientation and mobility instructor with Vision Loss Rehabilitation uh, Canada. And we're connecting with him specifically on the fourth Monday of the month, and voila, that happens to be today uh, to get into some insights on O&M. Mark, thanks for coming on Kelly and Company. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. See, it's true. Canadians do ask how we're doing. We were asked by an individual from the UK earlier. And you said uh, whether the right we... thing. Good. <laughs> yeah, Kelly and I, whether we get asked uh, how we're doing. So, straight. We yeah, are of good. course. Everybody does here. And we all answer the same way, Mark. We also say... <laughs> We also say I'm going to sneak by you, right? That's the one where, where it's a tight space. Oh, yeah. Doesn't know right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one that even I notice people like, it's going to sneak through here. It's going to sneak through. Anyway. <laughs> sneak through. Uh, so you're joining us right now from the Muskokas. This may not be where you join us from every month, but <laughs> I just wanted to shout it out because I love Lake Joe. Yeah. No, I, I, would, I would love if that were a condition of my every, <laughs> every, uh, every, every fourth Monday to be up here. But yeah, right. no, I just, just arrived, uh, for some, uh, work related sort of planning stuff. Um, so I, yeah, I, I'm the, uh, professional practice lead for orientation mobility services. So, uh, a bunch of stuff going on as an organization. It's a good time for us to kind of look at some assessments and, mm-hmm. and That's where all the CNIB stuff. big meetings are now held, right? Yeah, so nice. Uh, we're going to go up I to the know. resort. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to the soccer field before you come back. <laughs> I'm sure he'll spend lots of time on there. Okay, now take yeah. your cane. <laughs> well, lay down <laughs> and meditate. <laughs> so how long have you, um, not just with CNIB, but how long has O&M been part of your life? Um, for me, it's been about 20, almost 23 years. Um I start, yeah, started as an O&M uh, at CNIB back when there were multiple locations in Toronto and um, worked there for quite a few years, then left, did, did a little bit of O&M here and there on private contract, worked a little bit for Canadian Helen Keller Centre, um, worked a little bit for Humanware um, while my kids were young and it was nice to have a flexible schedule mm-hmm. uh, and then came back to CNIB and then we became Vision Loss Rehabilitation Canada. Uh, more recently so yeah but all all that time mostly in the toronto area did you have to float from 
all the offices one you know one in the morning you could be in Etobicoke in the afternoon out there in Scarborough like because that's got to be hard uh, a on, little bit yeah yeah that's got to be really hard yeah. it's it's enough to say if someone wants to work on their area you're on the maps you're looking back then a bit different than what people would do today in looking uh for that challenge to to familiarize yourself with what help and things they might need you're always having to do that but when you're jumping from office to office to to location to borough to borough at the time that must have been hard yeah, it is. Because what's nice when you're in one location is you kind of get um, a sense of what the resources are there, you know, for clients that might not be related necessarily to vision loss. Right. Um, and you make some contacts, you're like, oh, you know, I know I can call to get an answer about this, but um, mm-hmm. not in this office, not today. <laughs> so that was that was a little tough. Yeah. 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 Mark, you want to tell us what O&M actually, when we use the letters, the, the acronym, what is it? Yeah, sure. So it's just orientation and, and mobility. Um, so it's kind of the two components uh, that are that are important for somebody who has to get around independently with uh, with vision loss. Right. So um, the you know the mobility is more like the actual techniques of, of whatever your method of transportation is. So you know how you, how you board a bus or how you stay on a sidewalk across the street, and and then the orientation, which is a you know a big component that maybe people who don't have vision loss wouldn't be aware of is how do you maintain an understanding of where you are in space yes. and how do you plan sort of purposeful movement and how do you remain oriented? And, and that's a tough one. That's, that's kind of, uh, mm-hmm. I always find the techniques are not so hard to learn. It's right. Um, it's, it's putting it together, uh, to actually take control of your own, of your own travel. Cause you got to learn something first. about that person as you work with them as how they learn and retain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so much of uh, what we do is kind of, I mean, it, it's it's the relationship between an, an O&M instructor and the person you're working with is always kind of strange because not only do you have to figure out, you know, how, what the sort of person's learning style is, what their maybe life experiences are, but they're sort of figuring out, am I going to trust this person? Yes. <laughs> they're going to be teaching me some stuff that potentially, <laughs> yeah, potentially absolutely. could be dangerous. So I think we're both, you know, kind of, feeling each other out, you know, uh, and then at some point you end up in this relationship where you like, you'll tell people to do things that maybe a couple months ago they would have thought was crazy. Um, and they'll say, sure, I'll give that a shot. And you kind of wonder, oh, wow, yes. how did we get it's, here? It's so true. I remember doing mobility and Rummy, I don't know if you feel the same way or you're going to instantly say, oh yeah, I remember that. When you'd be discussing something that, that your orientation instructor wanted you and mobility instructor wanted you to do. And they say, okay, you got it. Yeah. All right, go. Let's off you go. Uh, uh, and you're walking uh, in when you'd get into trouble, like, or feel you were, and Mark's not going to come running up, Kelly, Kelly, here, let me help you. You're going red faced. You're all embarrassed. Cause you know, I know this, I know, but where am I? I'm a little lost. <laughs> oh my God. And you, and you do wonder, am I alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's one of those things well, where like you were saying, Mark, having it on paper, you know, this is what you do. This is the strategy. This from A to B to C to D is different from physically actually going through O&M. And so roots were always such an interesting point, especially when uh, my O&M back in the days would say, okay, then today's the day I stay back. Like, I'm not going to walk with you (laughs) to the bus stop. You're going to do it all on your own. And even though we've done it together and I'm pretty much ready, there's always these butterflies. Like, can I though? Can I make it there safely? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? And and the O&M specialist is going to be having butterflies too because – of course. I find for us, the hardest thing is you want to expose a person to 
greater risk, right? Because they've got to be able, like the, the big thing that you have to be able to do with, with vision loss is problem solve because there's always yeah. going to be situations mm-hmm. that are thrown at you. Get yourself you're out of it. So, yeah, so we've got to gradually expose you to more and more challenging situations without ruining your confidence. So we're also stressed like, you know, I hope this is going to be a positive outcome. And is there a point where I have to step in and, and maybe help them kind of problem solve or right. just kind of reset? Like, you know, what do you hear or, or where do you think you are? Why do you think that's the case? You know, and so that's it's tough yes. for us, too, because um, we're really, you know, even though we might be hanging back, we're still going through it with you. For sure. And sometimes that challenge is simply uh, the weather. You know, we've done it for three days yeah. straight. It was nice and sunny and, um, you know, relatively warm outside. And now it's frigid and cold and there's ice on the ground because it was raining last night. Or the hiss of rain. Like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Cars, yeah. especially Sound. in Toronto. Woo. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious, though, for you, Mark, because you've been at it for 23 plus years, as you said, uh, and you took orientation mobility at school, I'm assuming, before becoming an instructor specialist and doing what you're doing now. How much has evolved we all have our own answers to these, but how much has evolved since you first started in terms of, you know, tools and strategies and everything out there, technology? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that you hit on it there, technology. So I uh, recently, um, during the pandemic, there was a lot of problems with getting, um, so we have an internship program where people go through and they uh, they work for us, but they also do their schooling on the side and they they couldn't they couldn't transfer to to get to UBC to do the in person part of their training. So I I did that training with a cohort of our students, and I was amazed at you know how the techniques basically the core techniques are basically the same. The environments mm-hmm. changed a little bit, so you have to do some adaptations. But the big game changer for me is technology, um, and that's been something that we've had to kind of evolve to get good at in our practice. So. Um, I know I always say like, if it weren't for all the apps that are useful for people with, with vision loss, I'd still have like my flip phone that I could charge once a week and <laughs> yeah. right. you know, fell out of, fell out of a roller coaster once. And I, I found it at the end of the day at Wonderland and it was still fine. <laughs> but uh, those days are gone because there's just like a whole world of, of, of uh, features that, that you can get, you know, with a smartphone that just are game changers. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to teaching it, um, you know, orientation and mobility, what is that favorite part? What would you say when someone says to you, Mark, come up with that thing that really makes you keep coming back every day. You got to put the extra hours in to learn stuff in the way of technology. You've got to plan out routes for the people and keep everyone straight. Uh, but teaching mobility to communities, low vision, blind communities, what's your favorite thing? It's, it's when you see um, the difference that gaining that independence makes in somebody's life. Like I remember one of the first people I worked with, he had uh, had a pretty sudden loss of vision and was confined to his apartment. And, you know, we started working, working, and he had been a competitive bodybuilder at one time and mm. he wanted to be able to get to a gym by himself. And we worked and worked and, he, we got to the gym and he was like a kind of a hardcore gym and everybody was taking a look at him and kind of rolling their eyes. Like, look at this guy. He's, you know, we're, we're kind of going slowly around finding the equipment and, and they're thinking this is going to be disaster. Well, after about, you know, three visits there, and I guess they see this guy who's super boss in the change room. 
the next time I met him down there, everybody was asking him for training tips. Like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I nice. said to him, like, how, how do you feel? And he said, I feel like myself again. Like I, I, I said to myself, this is me. I'm me again, you know? And mm-hmm. that, I, I always think of that and situations like that where you realize, oh yeah, it's, it, it's totally worth it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All yeah. the stuff that you go through. Having a job where you know you, you see the results and feel you've made that difference, but mostly you just see the the fact that the independence and all that and what what has given back. It's always like you say, getting around Empowerment. mobility and being able to cook. They're the things that for people who lose their vision uh, right off the bat, you just you just want to give them that that ability to get out of your four walls, but also sustain yourself in various ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you've so... go ahead. I was just going to say, it's so fundamental uh, to your sense of worth to be able to have that basic yes. independence, like to be able to go where you want to go within reason, right? Like, Absolutely. And that's what I was going to refer to, a conversation we had with you, uh, I believe, a couple of years ago during our Back to Basics week and the importance of, um, you know, mobility and uh, orientation and mobility and all these other different life skills, as we call them. Uh, but the empowerment, sometimes it's even easy to forget when you've gone through it yourself, right? I've had orientation and mobility since I was a kid, um, pretty regularly all the way until graduating uh, end of school. And uh, unless I have a conversation like this where we sit back and realize everything that it's given us, all the kind of power that it's given us and confidence, you don't necessarily remember you know, your first street crossing or that first time you uh, <laughs> learned what Northeast Southwest is, right? Like, um, but, but it's, it's awesome. There's so much to discuss with you. So I'm really looking forward to these monthly segments, Mark. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Looking forward to it as well. Awesome. Mark Rankin, O&M instructor, joining us on the last uh, or fourth Tuesday of the month. Hey, look, he's teaching uh, orientation mobility. Out there in a paddle boat. Wow. Anyway, nice. as he has fun at the resort. <laughs> Up next, folks, Julie Matthews is the executive director of Community Legal uh, Education Ontario, and she's going to join Danielle McLaughlin on Know Your Rights in two minutes. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.